Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, a more than audio podcast. Um, we've got a super awesome guest on the show today um, here in the um, podcast recording studio in Vancouver. Um, her work specializes in creating a captivating look and feel to help organizations stand out and connect with their audiences. Her approach to designing resonant campaigns, identities, and communication materials involves targeted research collaboration and problem solving. And she has this book out, um, co-authored The Miracle Mindset. Um, check it out. Um, please join me in welcoming Flora Gordon and welcome Flora. Thanks so much, Thomas. Lovely to be here. And uh, as the first video guest, am I the first? You are the first, yeah. Sweet. Okay, great. Um, let's go into the questions. So number one, tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Yeah, so I'm a certified design professional uh, based in Vancouver, and I do corporate work and branding work. I think today we might touch a bit more on my work as an educator. So I'm a course author and facilitator at Simon Fraser University in continuing studies in three programs. Great. And just to know for our audience, you know, on the audio recording um, podcast, um, we talked a lot about issues and bringing up issues on the show um, and went into mental health a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, since then, Flora and I have been chatting about um, how to bring these issues forward and how to, uh, how, what kind of response we get. You know, you were talking about the kind of response you got after the first podcast went out, right? Right. I, I was getting, I got really amazing responses. I really touched uh, everyone who shot me a message on LinkedIn or text or email or Facebook to say, hey, um, thanks so much for bringing up these issues. You know, a lot of creative people stuck working from home. I mean, we have been otherwise, but, um, you know, used to working in a group, used to working in a team, being isolated, um, and uh, we're not always uh, given the opportunity to express what we're dealing with. And I hope that sharing some of my struggles will uh, will make some other people feel like uh, they're not alone in that journey. Great, great. Okay, let's go into question two. What's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different? Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think think of this one. Um, I in in my in the in the audio podcast, I talked about being born with a rare neurological disorder that causes anxiety, depression, epilepsy. Mm -hmm. uh, also about my intuitive work. Um, so yeah, th those are are two really big uh, processes for me. But one thing that's making me different now is being on this sort of both sides of something so being both on the the side of hiring agencies and then also operating as one that's shown me a lot of interesting business stuff so when i brought in agencies to pitch and things like that that's a new a new opportunity for me that i'm learning a lot it's it's really affecting the way that i market myself and present myself yeah just another note for the audience you know um the the bio that I started with doesn't really do it full justice. You know, you've started this new agency, Amaj Amaj. Mm -hmm. um, you've you've run your own show for a long time um, alongside yeah. your teaching and, and the book authoring. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like we can't not mention those um, and 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 have a good episode, right? So yeah, I think you've got so much stuff going on, right? Yeah, thank you, uh, definitely. And and the mentoring, the sort of teaching others about networking, business development, and uh, uh, that's a big part for me. I wanna definitely uh, send the elevator back down. Right. Um, you know, question four is always a, a hurdle and I'm curious to see what how it uh, lands in this uh, in-person episode. But mm -hmm. uh, the question is, what does your future look like? 
Yeah, I would. Um, I, it's it's funny because a lot of people have this idea, like you're going to grow your agency, you're going to get an office downtown in Vancouver, it might be in East Vancouver, Gastown, things like that. And I, I have never been really interested in working half the time to pay studio rent. Mm -hmm. So I am really interested in, in growing my business, but also trying to make the creatives working with me as comfortable as possible. Mm -hmm. So I would like to scale and, and be doing some bigger ad campaigns, working as a ghost designer for agencies, like working on bigger, being sought out more international projects, mm -hmm. but I don't aim to have that much of a physical footprint. Mm -hmm. I think it can kind of interfere with self-care, sort of like be stuck at the office till 9 PM, really mm -hmm. trying to avoid that. Um, we recently had Timothy Goodman on the audio podcast and um, you know, uh, he's 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 so on fire right now. You know, he's all over the press and, you know, he, we're chatting and, um, you know, I have I, I follow the mantra of do what you love or um, or otherwise known as do what you love and the money will follow. And Timothy Goodman made a point of saying how much he hates that phrase. And it was uh, it was a great kind of point for us because I think we both respected our our own kind of paths, but we realized how different they are. Um, yeah, anyway, completely. And I'm like, really uh, thinking a lot about the success of the, of the brands and organizations and campaigns and causes that I work towards. So to me, um, if, if, you know, when, uh, clients and organizations and colleagues of mine are extremely successful and I've helped in some small way, like to me, that's, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what, that's what I'm excited for. Okay, number five, let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do? Yeah, so last time I talked about, oh, you know, feeling out of place, but, I, I, you know, I can talk about uh, more being based in Vancouver, being based in the traditional unceded territories of Tsleil-Waututh, Squamish, and Musqueam nations, having um, family members who are Indigenous and wanting to learn more about, you know, the history of the places we're from, uh, learning more words to describe um you know, not only having like a Western perspective on how to describe where we're from um, and trying to, um, I've had some workshops on like decolonizing as an educator, uh, things, yeah, how to bring that, that might've not been the exact wording of it, but yeah, how to bring in um, a, a wider perspective. I've spent most of my time in Vancouver, but I'm still really eager to, to expand my boundaries and my knowledge. That's great. You know, the, the the Vancouver aspect of this podcast is a is a, is a key point because the the podcast Critical Learning Studio is here in Vancouver, right? Um, but you know, on the audio podcast, we've had a bunch of New York presence recently. Mm -hmm. Timothy Goodman is a great example of that, and his work is entirely um, devoted to the fact that he's in New York City and he's wanting to support the communities there. And you know, this you know, being in Vancouver, we're much more. Um, about the global and about reaching people in different places, I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, but of course, this question has different responses. And some of them are about that physicality of the space, like the Vancouver and the New York and others are about this kind of more nebulous idea of location. Um, but I think that's a great uh, way to go forward. Um, so number six is, if you had to start from the beginning, what advice would you give your former younger self? Mm, okay, so I think I would say just read like before starting a business, 
doing a bit more research about like government and other types of resources that they have. So for instance, um, there's a, there was, I don't know if it's still around, but there's a program that if you get laid off, the YWCA can like sponsor part of, you know, give you these courses and things like that um, and, and give you some, some bursary money or um, yeah, there are things like grants and funding and courses and things like that, that I didn't really take advantage of. I'll give you another example. I've got a really good friend uh, who um, has some pretty severe health problems. And when he uh, got laid off from his contract, he called his health insurance and he said, can I just keep paying my into my plan, it's going to be a bit more per month, but then he didn't have to like reapply with a health questionnaire. And I don't think people are aware of that. Um, things like those little things to do with business that are going to make like a huge difference. So I really in encourage people to find a mentor if they can, like, because these really small shifts, um, I don't know if we talked about, um, get an estimate about your, your income taxes, like six months to going into business, just pay an accountant for a couple hours of your time, just like make an estimate of your like income and then uh, also your expenses. And they'll say, you're going to be owing this at the end of the year, just like rough estimate. Because if you met, if you mess up and you don't do that, you can be paying that back for like three years. Great, great advice. Yeah. Um, so now we move into number seven. What's a day in your life like? Yeah, uh, I would say uh, going to photo shoots, doing lots of self-care, directing the people working for and with me, um, client liaison and stuff. Like my next, my my latest thing that my uh, my colleague Rina Little is helping me with is uh, is is we're getting like administrative support, so we don't have to do the administrative work anymore. We'd hand that off to someone who's naturally good at that because I'm not um and just trying to spend more time in what uh what they call zone of genius less time in the uh sort of administrative organizational part of the day and just as much time as I can brainstorming and looking through typefaces awesome yeah <laughs> and um lifelong learning is a popular topic how mm -hmm. do you stay up to date yeah so I'm just always trying to take a like just continuously learning and it doesn't even always matter what topic it is it's just like keeping your brain active so I've been taking French classes I actually did French immersion so um, I'm taking French classes uh, I'm actually my and I give myself these like projects and and challenges so right now my challenge is to make like a really 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 good French tagline for my business but I needed to make enough sense it can't be like so uh you know using such specific French terminology that it would uh not make sense to someone who's like a beginner in French so uh, so I've been I've been looking at some of the best uh, French taglines and positioning statements and sort of, yeah, just always having a creative challenge, I think, keeps you learning. I love the the kind of Frenchness of image, image, that name. It's, it's so fun. Thank um, you. So the next one is about tools. And, you know, we often talk about this in terms of the... Um, the analog and the digital and I know you do photography and there is a kind of tactile element even within digital photography because you're 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 operating this 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 device right mm -hmm. um do you want to talk a bit about the analog and the digital tools yeah so I need to have a paper and pen and I I've briefly mentioned my shower uh note-taking 
uh, device, uh, which is actually just like a waterproof pad of paper and pencil. But uh, yeah, I always need those tools to be able to draw something. And I actually downloaded some tools on the iPhone where you're supposed to sketch with your finger. And it's, it's pretty, they're pretty terrible so mm, far. Like right. if, if someone wants to send me the name of a great one, I'm, I'm open to it, yeah. but uh, it's sort of like playing a uh, uh, Pictionary using your left or your non-dominant hand to draw. So um, tools. Yeah. I'm really into making videos, uh, video tutorials and like PDF checklists and things like that. So I'm trying to create tools to help others either learn or collaborate with me better. And the first time someone sent me a video feedback from a meeting, I thought it was the biggest waste of time. And now look at me, I'm on Loom every day, summarizing emails. Um, I think it's really important to figure out the learning style preferences of your clients, your audiences, your students, and, and cater to that. So if they, you know, if they're like me, they're an auditory learner, if they would like to see instruction step-by-step, if they need really hands-on tasks, like just determining that and then meeting them in the middle. Nice. That's great. Um, so uh, the next question I got called out by a recent guest, Jessica mm-hmm. Halfman. Um, the question is about work-life balance. And she asked me how I deal with work-life balance. Oh, yeah. And I said asymmetry. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, the question is, how do you deal with work-life balance? Yeah. So I used to think that once I would get to a certain point with being organized or having my work organized or things like that, then I could start exercising. Then I could start taking breaks and things like that. And what I had to realize was you actually won't probably won't get to that point unless you just put the exercise in your calendar, in your routine, find a buddy, like, because it's, it's sort of like when people perpetually say, when I have enough money someday, or when I, when I have enough energy and, the thing is, self-care, things like that, um, will make you have more energy. So absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was researching similar podcasts and came across the Tim Ferriss podcast with uh with Dr. Um um what's his name? Dr. Gabe Mate. Uh, uh, Gabor Mate. Uh, Gabor yeah. Mate. Mm-hmm. And um and he just seems like a guy who works all the time. You know what I mean? And yeah. doesn't have to answer that question ever. So I think it's a fun question to have on the show. Totally. Um, if I can add to that yeah. though, I think uh, one thing I really appreciate about Tim Ferriss is, and uh, is that he's been really outspoken about mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, I've heard some podcast interviews with him and I was like, wow, thank you for my response was thanks for, for speaking up on some really difficult topics. Uh I might be able to, I'll try to dig up the, the, the name of that episode. Great. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and um, the next question is, um, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? It's interesting because I actually think that I would be a therapist, like that I would get the master's in counseling psychology or, or one of those areas and do that. And uh, it's not because I think it's easy. Uh, it's just because I think it makes a huge difference. Like the therapist uh, that I work with, um, an amazing, amazing uh, difference in my life. And it's something that I have seen for others, just like the amount of um, impact it makes to to have that kind of mental health support. So um, yeah, I would definitely like to uh, 
yeah, in my, my, my second life, that's, that's where I would have gone. Yeah. I like to, I like to bring it back to the mental health kind of yeah. with, with these, with these topics, because, um, you know, as you and I've kind of connected, mm-hmm. um, so re- recently, um, you know, I've seen this kind of magical support network that you have with mm-hmm. all different kinds of people who yes. know about you because you're very outspoken about all of your, um, your personal, personal life, essentially in a lot of ways. Um, and, and, and still people are there and they're, they're happy to be there. Right. It, yeah, it's so amazing. I'm so fortunate. And I, I also, um, love letting the people in my life know that I'm, I'm there for them too. Mm -hmm. Um, something I'm sort of joking about, it's like the 2am kerning club, but it's like, it's not really because you want someone to check the kerning and the logo you're working on at the last minute. It's because you just want to know that you're not the only one sitting there, um, leverage people in other time zones. If you've got some friends, uh, you know, it's great that we can, can contact people without uh, long distance charges now, but, um, yeah, it's so hard to speak up and, and say what you need, but, um, I think it's hugely, hugely rewarding and supportive. So thank you. Shout out to my support networks. (laughs) You know, the next question, you know, I, I imagine, the obvious response is something about ethics, but um, what would you not want to do with your career? Mm, mm-hmm. What would I not want to do with my career? So I'm repeating that because I'm trying to think of think of this. Yeah. So in the original one, I talked about not wanting to to be stuck in an office. So I actually don't think I want a boss ever again. I can have the mini bosses, which are, you know, clients, creative directors, marketing directors, and they're, you know, they're sort of like a fractional boss, but, uh, and I can have mentors and people I look up to and people I report to, but I got to a certain point work-wise, and I'm hoping I'm not the only one here, whereas I'm fine to be told what to do and say what formats and deliverables and a general process, but I don't want to be told how to do it anymore. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, you know, recently Flora and I have been chatting about um what it's like to be a, a design professional or to, you know, we both have that as a facet of what we do. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of this ethical element to that um that we have to kind of confront uh, a lot of the time. Um we'll probably get into that in more more episodes, but I think yeah. it's a it's a great one. Um so the next question is what's your favorite word quote or sentence? Mm, so uh yeah, um I didn't prepare this one. I'm going to be really honest. So, um, but um, I I definitely think that it's not a specific quote, but I'm really focused on, on gratitude. And I know like that a lot of people say that, but the more time you spend um, focusing on, on sort of positive, uh, positive feelings and, and, and what, like if I actually sit down during the day and write down, like if I'm, and flustered and I just sit down and take time to do gratitude. Um, while that's not a quote, it's just like something that I remind myself to Hey, look, I had breakfast. I had a safe ride on the bus. Like these small things really help calm me down. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, Brene Brown is such a big, um, kind of inspiration for this podcast yeah. in a way and for, for this podcasting journey and academic journey I'm, I'm on. So, uh, I can definitely relate to the the talk about gratitude. Yeah. Um, do you have a least favorite word quote or sentence? Mm, so yeah, I 
I definitely I'm really trying to steer away from language that isn't inclusive. I'm trying to learn a lot more person-centered language and things like that. So it's almost like when I find out I'm not supposed to say something other than swearing, I do like to swear as long as it's not really a lot of swear words are actually traced back to um to actually insulting women. So you kind of have to to dig deeper. But yeah, once I find out a term, like I don't want to say one of these terms, it's not inclusive, but once I find out that it's kind of like I'm allergic to the word. Um, and also just being open to the feedback that I've said something, hey, I said something, I could have said it better. That's a huge part of the process. Great, and um, you mentioned gratitude, but if you had to choose one word to describe yourself, what word would you choose? Mm, I would say uh, evolving. Uh, I think I there's there's a lot of things that that I've started doing in the last say 10 years ago that that I never did and I think it's interesting to watch people uh react to that change for instance I didn't drive for over 10 years at all and I started again now with my epilepsy and some other health problems I you know I'm very selective if and when I'm going to do it but um I think uh also coming out about my 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 mental health challenges. Uh, I also think about um, the word brave and I'm not trying to sit around and pray, praise myself, but uh, I've taken some, some big leaps. And when I've worked at agencies, I've been re referred to as like the fearless one. Cause I will, I will talk back. I will speak up. Uh, I don't consider myself what I used to call a graphic design. Yes. Person. Like if someone comes to me with a brief that makes no sense, I'm going to speak up about it. Now they can say, that's fine. We don't care. We're probably able to proceed as long as it's ethical. But I don't just want to go along with something that's not going to work, not going to serve people. It's going to end up in the garbage uh, or worse. What do we call it? Deadly typography or something? Uh, life or death? Typography? Life or death typography. That's yeah, it. yeah. That's right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I also don't drive. I take the transit in vancouver if you ever see me on the train come say hi yeah I'm very approachable in that way totally um okay Same. yeah <laughs> um so the next question is what keeps you up at night mm, okay yeah you know i had a really hard time during covid not obsessing like sorry not that it's still not happening but at the beginning when they were like announcing how many cases and stuff mm -hmm. i had a really hard time not getting into obsessive thinking mm -hmm. so i definitely think about things obsessively and then I have a really hard time calming down so I've had to do what I've what some people brilliantly refer to as microdosing the news mm. and um I am it's like I need to stay on top of what's happening I need to have enough information but I cannot dwell on it and then I know that there are certain really triggering topics for me like car accidents vehicle accidents or anything to do with needles and things like that so I am as a self-care thing, I have to uh, really choose when I'm taking in. There's certain kinds of movies, uh, books and things like that, that thematically upset me. So I sort of have to learn to um, almost the way that some people uh, are don't watch like a horror movie on alone, uh, super late at night. It's it's sort of like that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Many, many, many of our guests caution us about social media 
-hmm. I use it a lot just to promote the podcast, but I mean, in terms of scrolling, doom scrolling, the kind mm -hmm. of effects that can have are, um, are something that many of our guests talk about. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely worth noting. And uh, the whole like comparison trap uh, where you can spend all this time saying, oh, so-and-so is the same age as me. They're so much more successful. It's so easy to compare yourself mm -hmm. and it just, it doesn't get, it doesn't get you anywhere. Like if it gives you a little motivation, say, oh yeah, I should update my website. Like that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you're sitting there beating yourself up, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's just not a healthy direction. You have to give yourself a separation, mm -hmm. like use those tools where you can like, um, I was just about to say a term that I think isn't inclusive. So I'm recalibrating here mm -hmm. uh, where you can um, remove notifications from mm -hmm. someone uh, temporarily and stay their friend. Because mm -hmm. um, you, you still want to stay in touch, but maybe you need to take a little breather and not compare how their life or their home or their career seems so perfect mm -hmm. on social mm -hmm. media. Absolutely. Yeah. I get so... Uh, uh worried that my podcast recording space is not good enough and oh. I have to buy this item or this item to make it a bit better and I'm always trying to improve it maybe it's not the same thing but I feel like it's similar well um for anyone not here this is a wicked podcast recording space uh it's got great sunlight if you're just listening to the audio um really fantastic area of town with heritage buildings so uh, I think you're doing amazing Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, final stretch here. What's a dream you're chasing? I am chasing creating a mental health foundation that would help pay for um, supplementary uh, self-care kind of uh, services for, say, students or or young designers or like emerging designers, let's say, um, because I really believe in the power of you know, getting, um, I think sometimes you call it, they call it paramedical. Like, uh, so when you're going beyond the doctor's appointments, um, as Canadians, uh, our, our system is that most of our healthcare is paid for in general, like through our taxes. And, uh, I'll say in general, uh, sometimes you have a longer waiting period, but I'm privileged that it's like, we don't get a doctor's bill, but that's kind of rolled in. But when it comes to going outside that, like if you need a naturopath or a massage therapist, like a registered massage therapist or licensed massage therapist, as they say in some parts of the US, if you need um, extensive counseling or therapy or uh, things like that, it's just not covered. And it can really add up because those professionals need to, need to be properly compensated, properly trained. Um, so I would love to uh, create kind of an um, evergreen source of funding uh, just to help uh, reduce the um, financial burden of some of those services. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, number 18, what inspires you? Mm. I'm just in inspired um, all the time by, uh, I love things like puzzles that have multiple answers and things like that. I just love to have, like my dad um, would save us these uh, like logic problems and logic puzzles and um, like ones that are even like from around the world, like games and and things like that, things like in other languages. Uh, I just love that kind of thing because I, 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 I often talk about this hamster that runs on a wheel in my head and um, I'm always just trying to find like, what is the latest? Like I even met this guy who makes 
um, crypto crosswords. Crypto crosswords are so hard, um, but I'm just like super motivated and inspired. Like what is the process to come up with these kind of puzzles and how many different answers, what are other people going to say for their answers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so any advice you'd like to share? Yeah, I feel like we've shared, uh, I've shared a few tips for those emerging uh, in the field. I'd like to share another tip um, for people at their first first jobs of school um, is to, is to uh, first try to make a lot of mistakes in school. Um, because this is when you're not paying for print jobs, for big print jobs, like, like do that experimentation uh, before it's on someone's time and then figure out you, then you've got to figure out how to do it on someone's time as well. But, um, but when you're at your first job, you know, raise your hand, put your, put your hand up. Um, my first um, internship uh, in publishing. And I found out one of my colleagues was going to be away and I booked a meeting with my supervisor and I said, Hey, which, which tasks that belong to this person? Are there some of them that I can do? while this person's away, like, can I color correct pictures or yeah, what can I do to, to have their role, um, to be a bit of a zombie and, 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 uh, a bit of a vampire and, and sap their skills and energy. Um, what opportunities are there? Because, um, yeah, later on, it is so much easier to, to start picking up these skills on the way than to, than to have a project coming to you. And um, one more tip that I have is um, if you want to learn a software program, it's really, really, really hard to do it when you have an assignment due in two days. Uh, I know that at, um, at Emily Carr, when we were working in the design program, we definitely learned software in a week and, and that that's fine. But I mean, if you're also trying to take care of yourself. So if, if, you, if you're a sort of aspiring designer, um, make, you know, a family recipe book or a family newsletter or something for your church or something for your sports team or like a little holiday card, try learning Canva, try learning InDesign. Uh, these soft, uh, try these software programs when you don't have a huge deadline mm-hmm. and actually print out a copy of things that are going to get printed, test them. Um, that's my, that's my tip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely valuable. Mm-hmm. And number 20, how can our listeners keep tabs on you? How are we following you this time? Yeah, so reach out to me on um, on LinkedIn, but also you can find me under my name, Flora Gordon, on Instagram, which will lead you to Image Image. Uh, I like to share pictures of what I'm up to. Uh, and then I have this other project called Hashtag uh, Dogs of Save on Foods, where I have spent... Uh, a long many years photographing dogs waiting outside the grocery store so if you love dogs and if they would cheer you up uh even for a second or two um check out that hashtag on uh on instagram and uh you'll see uh many uh, cute dogs of east van awesome well thanks so much for being on more than an audio podcast today um you know to hear you expand on your ideas around mental health Um, to broaden that conversation, but then also to talk about the kind of day-to-day of being a designer, I think is a really kind of uh, inspiring combination for a lot of our viewers who are probably in that exact situation. Um, Please, guys, check out this book, um, The Miracle Mindset, uh, co-authored by Flora Gordon. It's a really um, inspiring book, and you should check it out. 
Um, thanks so much for being on. Thanks so much, Thomas. Love what you put together here and appreciate being uh, the uh, first video guest. Great. Thanks. Thanks.